0: in a world that has more than enough information and noise. Is it even possible to truly anchor ourselves and have peace in a scattered world? Hi, this is Pamela and Mary, and we are a mother-daughter team who span two generations, but share one message. We will delve into what it looks like to be fully integrated, body, soul, and spirit, and will bring encouragement and hope all along the way. We get it, life is hard, and let's be real. Hard doesn't even begin to describe it on some days. But we want you to know that you're not alone and not only that we are here to come alongside you and cheer you on as you walk out your individual storyline so join us as we journey together and laugh cry and everything in between welcome to the more than enough podcast hey welcome back to the more than enough podcast hey ma hey mary good morning good morning how are you doing good
1: morning Good morning. Good morning. <laughs> good morning. Yeah, I'm. I'm doing good. We're busy with the house working. We're renovating a house. To those of you who don't know yes. that, yes. And so that's big stuff. And yeah, we're working on that. And dad is just growing. Going to be co-
0: amazing.
1: Amazing, beautiful. As my yes. husband grows more crippled by the day with his little hands, <laughs> oh, his little gosh. hands. What is
0: it? What, what is his hands? Starts like right from in. Sandy. Oh, right. Yes.
1: Just. Ad- a year or two of sanding Mm -hmm. oh Mm -hmm. my gosh yes i know
0: i know it it is i know it is going to be worth it all all of the pains and all of it maybe hopefully hopefully it will be worth it okay so i am going to go ahead and jump in to this week's topic i'm actually super excited mom we all know you're excited because you showed me your notes this morning
1: (laughs) (laughs) well yes literally I'm excited because I get super excited about beauty, so that's that's my part here. Is but that, it's actually about pausing. Yeah, you know what, well, I, I have a little thing. I have a little thing. I'm gonna say that is I was halfway into getting ready for this yesterday, and I realized I had it backwards, and I was focusing on beauty, so. But that's okay. I have something to say. The beauty of pausing. Yes. Uh Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Well, that's okay. You start first because I got something to say that'll make sense. (laughs) Okay. Okay.
0: I love that. Beauty of pausing. I love beauty. It's like my kids. I'm like, no, did you read the instructions? Exactly. I did not. So you go first. Go ahead. Oh, that's amazing. No, I'm sure whatever you're going to say is going (laughs) to be gold. So yes, beauty of pausing. So I feel like this is very, well, there's so many things. That's why you have so many notes, mom. And we could really go on so many directions with this. And so when I think of pause, I even think of just like a reset, just like a continual reset throughout our day. I think about, I I remember, I feel like the, the theme for so long was like, did you have your quiet time with Jesus? And it was like, And again, I'm not like mocking that at all. Like that's so, so important. Right. And I would do that. Or when I finally did get to do it, I'm like, yes, I followed through and spent my time alone with the Lord in the morning. And by like lunchtime, I was like, wow, I feel rage and anxiety and wanting to throw someone. And I'm like, what was that? Spend time with Jesus this morning. (laughs) And uh, anyway, and I, but I do feel like the Lord was like, well, Mary, like you ate breakfast and now it's lunchtime and you're hungry again. (laughs) Oh, yes. We eat all throughout the day. And the Lord was like, you need me all throughout the day. And he's like, so when you start to feel that angsty feeling, almost let that trigger your brain of like, oh, you're having hunger pains. You're needing to reset again. You're needing to refix your eyes on Jesus. So yeah, that's just kind of a fun little thought, but real. Those hunger pains we feel of like, oh, nope, I need food again. And the Lord's like, yeah, that's kind of how I made it work, you know?
1: Yeah, I I could quit right now with that. That is <laughs> yes. so good. That is yeah. so good. And you know, I obviously being older, I resonate with the whole idea of quiet time and I totally concur neither of us are saying that that is not a valuable thing, but we're in different seasons of life, right? I'm in a season of life where there are there are often many days where I get to spend kind of an open time frame with the Lord and they're glorious those mornings. But yeah, I think it's just like you can only eat so much food even if you're really hungry. We push that boundary, let's say at Thanksgiving and stuff ourselves. But the fact is is it doesn't taste near as good as if we were oh, to wait so five right. or six more hours and now let's just do it again and you know, our taste buds will be ready to to really let those flavors sort of explode inside of our senses. So, yeah, I think this is something God is teaching us is, you know, to take him with us to practice his presence because we are so desperate and everything is coming at us at such a rapid pace throughout the day on any given day and probably in many ways for any given culture and time period. But we all acknowledge that particularly because of the Internet and the fast pace of our lives, How much more is what you just said important for today, right? Just because of the days we live in.
0: Yeah, I think you're right. I think there is something about that. Well, I was even reading last night. I was reading in Daniel, and I was like, wow. I mean, I I just feel like he's such a such an amazing picture, even for our generation. Of he was taken as a captive in Babylon, so he's in a foreign land, which I'm sure so many of us feel like this, this life, this world, this fast pace, it just all feels too much. It feels foreign. And then of course the Lord says, you are an alien in this world. So it's all of it together. But it's like, Lord, how did Daniel do that? Like continue to fix his eyes on you. And, and we Mm -hmm. do see that he three times a day go into the chamber and spend time with the Lord. And again, I think both of us would say, it's not a formula. It's not because he did the ritualistic thing, right? I mean, religion's all over the world have yes. rituals where they pray this, do this, do this. So I know it's, that isn't the, the formula to make that, but I think it was a posture of his heart to say, oh, I can't sustain in the midst of Babylon without continually turning my eyes to the Lord.
1: Mm, good. Again, very lovely to think about that in the context of his life and his day and yeah, because we do think in the events of our world, like this is, this is just almost unbearable. And yet I do love those Old Testament stories, all of them. And when I say story, I mean, these are reality, this is history, so they're not made up, but those stories are so inspiring because we see like Daniel and many others where they're just in such dire straits and such difficult things. And I think that's another part of how we can be inspired by these stories not just for the moral of the story, but in many ways, some of the things they actually did and how they live their lives in the midst of that. This idea of Daniel praying three times a day really sort of brings that to focus. So, yeah, I thought of some words, you know, because I'm always a word person. So, yeah, as I was going into this, I was thinking of, OK, pause and we know what that is. And but I was thinking kind of what's driving that what's driving that need. The main word that came to me is Peace. That can be like sort of to to jog our memory throughout the day. This gets into some of this spirit soul work that we can do even throughout the day. So a good indication, we've been saying this for maybe several weeks now, is that for us to sort of get a little more attuned to those emotions that we have throughout the day. So we don't have to wait until we take it out on everybody and then have a giant fight with our husband that night. All because we weren't we were being disconnected from that original thing that just built. And many times by the time it's hard to even go back to what was that original thing, because now I'm so far off course and my emotions are so big that I can't even really remember. Oh, it was that one thing that happened on my way to work. But by not checking in with ourselves. So we're saying that there's beauty in pausing throughout the day. So I think, why are we doing this? I I think that's the first question I'm always asking myself when I have a subject I'm going to teach or prepare for. The question is always why, you know, why is this important? Well, one of them is to realign ourselves so that we can access the peace of God, because oftentimes we're talking about negative emotions. But you know, the truth is you can have very positive emotions and be all jazzed up about something because something good may have happened and yet maybe you haven't really connected with the Lord to, to even thank him.
0: Yes. So don't
1: don't be deceived that just the negative emotions can take over but positive and maybe thinking ourselves too highly and not connecting with God and having gratitude and thanksgiving. So when we're talking about pausing we're talking about the good and the bad. We're talking about staying connected to God and to being awake to our emotions yes that's, that's that's one of the primary things we're talking about
0: yeah i think that's such a good point there's so many so many amazing things that even as we were talking about earlier this morning about pausing and the like the beauty of pausing right but i think another one to bring up like you said was the idea that it helps us to stay present in our emotions and in and not just move ahead. It's like, oh no, right now, this is what I'm feeling. So let's pause and and take this to the Lord right now, because four hours later, that's old news. And now I'm super angry about this, 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 this. Absolutely. Yeah. So that's super good. Okay, mom, I'm super curious how you were stuck on the word beauty. So let's tie that together for us.
1: Okay. I'm going to say that we were kind of going with this idea of let's talk about the beauty of pausing throughout the day. And I would say that you just flip that around, and what are we pausing for? We're pausing for beauty. Yeah.
0: So the thing is, is what good. are we pausing
1: yeah. for? And and so when we begin to think of the beauty of our God and how he is near, he's present. He has these gifts to impart to us at any given second, like peace, like hope, like the antithesis of despair, which is hope. Yes. And so he is the one who gives us life and brings these things to the forefront for us in a moment. So, what is beautiful? Well, I'm just going to say this real quick. And when we're talking about pausing, I have, and Mary, I'm sure, has, we have all kinds of tools and examples and right. so many things. Right. But in this first part of our podcast, we like to kind of zero in on. Let's just dive for 15 minutes into the depth of this idea. And that's what you do when you're listening. We're just going to take just a handful of minutes to just sit on this thought. So when we talk about the beauty of pausing, in our pausing, what we're reflecting on is what is beautiful. I'm going to read this verse that you all know well, probably my favorite verse, and we may have already mentioned it, Philippians 4.8, finally brothers and sisters he's coming to this long teaching that he's had whatever is true whatever is admirable whatever is lovely whatever is pure whatever is noble whatever is right think on these things if there is anything excellent or worthy of praise because when you do this paul says the peace of God will be with you. Yes. Because these things are all who God is. So in in all of theology, the idea of beauty, when we talk about God, refers to his holiness and his glory, his other than parts that are different than us. Yes. And so when we talk about pausing... And we talk about the beauty that's in pausing. First of all, it's a way of being healed. It's a way of inviting God into that moment where you're fracturing, where your heart is becoming anxious, where your brain is racing with these thoughts. It's as simple as saying, come in, Jesus. Sit with me, Jesus. So we're talking about baby steps that you can start, not necessarily something you're gonna do on a, on a way that's very structured. We're talking about just pausing to check in with your heart and to say, God remind me. And sometimes we can be more proactive because we can take with us maybe one word or one phrase or one lyric of one song and we're just gonna go back to it throughout the day and maybe we're gonna sing that one line to the Lord in our mind at that moment of pause. So again, we have a lot of great strategies that are very simple, and yet it's just a matter of that intentionality of inviting God in in those moments throughout the day. And and it doesn't have to be, again, a long thing, these two or three times a day, but it can be even more often and more brief. So that's kind of That's kind of what I'm thinking about this idea of beauty is that that's really what we're pausing for is to drink from the beauty of God, his otherness, his magnificence, his help, and the power that he has to give us what we don't have at that moment.
0: Yeah, that's so good because I think, again, so many religions and just our culture today would all say that there is beauty and just mindfulness in pausing. And you and I talked about that as far as the brain and really truly, God created it so that yes. pausing and stopping really does bring fruit. There is that grace that the Lord brings, that and wisdom just in that. But again, I think it's it's good to be clear that is good, but we're talking about pausing for the sake of turning our eyes to Jesus and taking in his beauty. Because again, pausing is good. Being mindful is good. Meditation is good, right? Those things that everybody does, there's fruit in that because God, I think, ordained and created our bodies to need that pause, to need that calm, to need that quietness of our thoughts. But I think it's then turning our eyes to the Lord and being intentional. Like you said, not necessarily, oh, three times a day for an hour. It's not a formula. It's saying, okay, Lord, like, I mean, do 20 times a day. Just keep turning your eyes back to the Lord. I do think sometimes there is beauty with intention, even if it's five minutes, rather than just like, okay, Jesus, come, because you're not really turning your eyes. I mean, Lord knows, I'm speaking from experience, because I can say all throughout the day, oh, Lord, help me. And then I just keep going. And I never really stopped. Yeah. So I do think there is something about stopping again if that's 10 minutes, if that's five minutes, but you're stopping and you're okay, Lord, I'm feeling, woo, I'm feeling out of sorts. I know we talked about it. Even if we're feeling good, then it's like, Oh Jesus, thank you. Thank you. Let me acknowledge the beauty that's happening this morning, like filled with gratitude and filled with lament and all of it at the same time. Right. But I think just being intentional to posture ourselves to the Lord, ask him, Lord, Is there something off in me right now before I continue on with my day? Is there something you want to speak to me about? Is there something that that you want to show me right now? Just just turning our eyes to the Lord. And I think there's such there's such beauty in that.
1: Yeah, when you're talking about that intentionality and those sort of things we might say because they've just become part of our mantra. Oh, Lord, oh, Lordy, what am I going to do here? Oh, Jesus, help me. I think those are acts sometimes that are, that can be good habits that were just, but I think for the most part, like you said, at that point, I'm just going to say a little bit about the brain right now, because what you're referring to is think of it as like in planes forever, you know, pilots had to really fly planes, but then, then they got all this technology and then they could just turn on buttons and the plane is basically flying itself. So they call that autopilot. That's where we get that term from because the pilot's not doing the plane these mechanisms have taken over. Very scary. Don't yep. like it. That's why Don't I like still hate planes. Don't thinking about it. That's right. That's <laughs> the, that's right at the basis right there. Like those other crazy new cars. You know, they drive themselves. Now, I'm not right. sure I'll ever get in one of those. But, but this idea is this is exactly what our brain does. So I, I might have mentioned this in one of our shows before, but it's super simple just to kind of get this idea that the lower part of your brain, Is the fastest it's so much faster and it is basically think of autopilot it's on autopilot there's five or six things that it does safety being a primary because it's a very primal thing that's built into us but there's these other parts and it is going to make sure it gets what it needs this is the driver this is the unconscious part of ourselves so many times faster than the intentional part of our brain. We call that our consciousness, right? So the thing is about 95% of the decisions we make are on autopilot. That's scary, right? If autopilot the idea is scary, think that that much of a percentage of what we do and think about every day is coming from this place that has most of the voice at the head of the table. So in order for us to change what comes out of us in an instant without even thinking, what does it require? It requires new programming. It requires a a kind of intentionality. So it's not going to come automatically to us and especially in our age where we have so much information, our brains are not they're happiest with too much information coming at them, being forced to have to make a lot of decisions. All that to say that, but in this place of consciousness where we choose this place of like wisdom, where we have to measure things and think about them, where we have to just sit for those moments with God and reflect. This is the part where our brains can be radically changed and can sort of where we've been hijacked by that unconscious part of ourselves. We can be set free and now we our inner true self that wants to make these new decisions. We really do have the ability and how God has created us that with intentionality. Now you can say, well, I don't have that kind of self-control or I don't have willpower or a lot of other things. I just want to say to you that we're talking about something outside of that realm because we're talking about the Creator, God, who's created you so that you have everything you need for godliness and peace and to be able to thrive even in this world today. So even the smallest in steps of intentionality is what I was hearing you say, Mary, Yeah. that we can turn to Him and cry out to Him and be focused on him for 30 seconds, 60 seconds, two minutes, five minutes, 12 minutes, yep. at times that whatever our capacity is at, that the main thing is we don't get on another kind of thing where I can check off a box yes. or I can fill out my workbook. We're talking mostly about changing your heart and your mind. How can we change what we think about and how we feel about so many things? and that starts with checking in with yourself and checking in with god so i say when we're pausing throughout the day what we're doing is we're checking in with ourselves we're being self-aware yeah by inviting god in and we're checking in to say god where are you what do you say how can you help me right now lord remind me
0: right yes remind me like remind me of what's true
1: um, yes. I love
0: that verse too of like, whatever is good, whatever is lovely. I feel like I'm telling that to my children a lot. We talk a lot. And again, I know this isn't exactly what we're going to be talking about on this episode, but it's, it ties in because, again, it all ties in body, soul, yes. spirit. It all ties in. Nothing is all by itself on a shelf. Yes. It, all by itself on a shelf. And so that it was, just, good. That was good. That was good. That's good. That's good. So, you know, I tell my kids when they're like super angsty or let's say kind of afraid, my son, and I'm like, oh, What did you watch? Did you watch something scary at a friend's house or something? Maybe that's why you feel afraid. He's like, Oh no, 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 that's not it. And I'm like, Oh, okay. And I'm like, guys, our souls it's like a car and it needs gasoline, which means it needs life to let it flow and to have peace. Whatever is good, whatever is lovely, whatever is pure. Like those are the things that are gonna give us life. And I'm like, But if you're putting in your car rocks or whatever to make that car go, it's going to just break down and not even be able to go. And like, it's just filled with angst and all the terrible sounds a car would make if you filled it with rocks. Right. And I'm just like, guys, it's, I mean, not all the time, but I mean, sometimes it's such a direct correlation of yes. what you're thinking on and looking at, you know, my oldest daughter, I'm like, oh, have you been on social media a bunch? Just throwing it out there could <laughs> cause anxiety. Right. She's like, no, mom, I'm good or whatever. I don't know. Sometimes right, right. But I'm like, guys, I mean, I say that to myself. We're all susceptible to this. But I will say these reset times, these pause times, these turning our eyes back to the Lord. I also tell my kids, okay, every moment is a moment to reset. It's like, no matter what you did. I also love these pause times because it's like, even if I just lost it on the kids or a million things, no matter what you just did 10 minutes ago, this is your time to turn your eyes to the Lord and reset no matter what you just did. So I love that.
1: Yeah, I do too. And I was just thinking when you were talking about things you've done, especially, or I guess it's exactly the same. Can We can be so deeply offended with somebody else and be angry. Yes, yes, that too. Yeah, absolutely. But isn't it funny how in those moments, our first go-to is to shrink back. There's this pride. There's this wall that can instantly come up. And it's like, oh, God isn't really the one I want to talk to at this minute. I really would rather just yell because these are the reasons I have the right for what I just did. And so I think even turning to God throughout the day, I think that's why sometimes I think our first thought needs to just check ourselves, because that helps us to sort of realign ourselves with our humanity that we're, we're weak. And yeah. and so, so we can reframe that maybe hatred of ourselves or disgust or all the kinds of feelings we have. I think if we just check in and just sort of name what we're feeling... And if we've already concurred over and over and over in our best selves, when we're outside of this space, I am weak and he is strong. We have come to accept certain values. I am not strong, but God is strong. I am not always loving. I can be selfish. Yes. I can be full of pride. When we begin to look at our stories and ourselves, then, you know, I think that can help realign us. I think that's, that's
0: super good, mom. And I think, I think we can all agree just if they needed it 2000 years ago to pause throughout their day, I think about what is it like the daily office? Yes. Of how spending time with the Lord throughout the day and three times a day, I think it was what it was. But again, we're not saying necessarily that, although that's a great jumping off place. Again, it's, it's more just that continual turning, but if it if it helps to be intentional of like, okay, I know it helps for me. Literally, I I try to like set a timer because I think we all feel the need to reset, but we're just like, our lives are crazy. How does that even work, right? And I think we've already said, hey, it doesn't have to be an hour this time or this time. Or maybe you, you feel like you have the capacity to do that. Again, we're not gonna give numbers and amounts, because we feel like that's between you and the Lord. But I do feel like as far as just some strategies, I feel like we want to leave you with if you're feeling like, I don't even know how that would look. I mean, I totally feel you. My mom, she might not be necessarily in quite like crazy season of kids, but Lord have mercy. Can she relate in the past of just being at capacity times a thousand? And so, yeah, Ma, do you have any kind of strategies as we walk that out?
1: The first thing I thought about in strategies is that I'm like, OK, these strategies are great, but let's just give one just one little hot second here to this is all about our mindset. So go ahead and look at your own mindset and your own heart. I mean, where are you in your journey with your hunger and thirst for God? Because the truth is, I think I think that's probably where you should be starting. Yeah, that's it's good. just start to ask God, awaken me. Make me hungry, make it enliven my heart, wake my. Because you're right.
0: Even if we do all the strategies, I think going back to body, soul, spirit, if we're doing that top part of the pyramid, which is our body and the practical, and we just give you one more thing of strategy of like, okay, go and spend time with God this time, this time, this time, turn your eyes to God. It reminds me of the verse, you go to the Bible thinking you'll find me, yes. when Jesus said, there's not life in that. There's life in me, but I yes. you know there's life in the word, but it's coupled when we're inviting the Holy Spirit into it, when we're reading it and then talking to the Lord about it. So I think that's so, so crucial that we say that.
1: Yes, yes. And this isn't, again, not above anybody else. Not like anybody's farther than anybody else on the journey. But I think oftentimes there's so many reasons why we are on different places. So I just say, make sure that you're really looking at that. And the more that's not happening, I would just really focus on ways and inviting God in to be inspired so that your heart would become, again, awake and alive. I say often that love... And I'm dovetailing off that. The, I have found at 64 years old, there is no greater motivator than love.
0: Yes. So
1: I, I, I talk to so many people and so many of them like to talk about God, but not necessarily to him mm. or there's no real connection there. So when love is awakened in all of us, it, it can and, and the more love builds and we could all attest to these stories in our marriages where there's been love lack of love love has died love has been resurrected yeah we all have these different stories yeah I love to think though mostly and again this isn't a true for all but the kind of love that we have as mothers right that's kind of sustainable it's kind of like wow we don't really have to try too hard for that and I have also found in these last 10 years of my life that the more that I've allowed God to awaken that part of me that can love and deeply attach compared to my surface self and my autopilot self, that it it's so much bigger and more than I originally had understood. Right. So I think this falling in love with Jesus really, and I know some, some of those terms are a little troubling for some people for various reasons of troubles with intimacy yeah but really jesus is a person he's the son of the living god and creator of the earth and and so the goal in all of this is just to come back to the one you're in love with right so that's not hard for us with our kids well on a lot of days it is hard yeah but you you all you all out there know what i'm (laughs) talking about yes so i've thought many times boy i sure love them but some of them at stages i Hmm. I didn't really like all that Hmm. much but no. so all those things to say that I, I think we look at it that way. That's what we're trying to do is foster that intimacy. Mary, you jump in with one of the tools you're thinking of.
0: Yeah. Okay. So, I mean, I'll just kind of say, again, what's kind of worked for me. And I will say there's so many different kind of personalities in the ways that our brain is wired. So I feel like i have like a broken record. It's not a formula, but it is just being like, I almost think of it like a, when your brain is on autopilot, I see of it as like a Ferris wheel or something that's like spinning. I always say to my kids, we got to stop the cycle, stop the cycle. Usually I'm saying that when they're fighting and I'm like, somebody has to stop the cycle or it's not going to stop. It will keep going round and round and round until somebody stops it. And so I feel like that on autopilot when I'm just going, 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 whether it's whatever it is, um, stopping that cycle for me yes. to even be able to turn my eyes to the yes. Lord. So I feel like for me, a big strategy for that is worship music. A lot of people just listen to worship music throughout the day. Some people never do, whatever. But I, this would be more of an intentional thing of, okay, songs that I know or playlists that I know really shifts my heart to turn my eyes to the Lord. And so I'll, I mean, me specifically in this season of my life, I feel like the Lord's asking me to kind of spend a specific Not so much specific amount of time, but I literally am like, Lord, I want to be intentional to do this because otherwise I won't do it. And so I'm trying to even put an alarm on my phone of like, okay, I know I have this window of time after working and before the first kid gets off the bus or something like that. I know I have this window of time and yes, there's a million other things I feel like I need to be doing, but Lord, help me, help me. And again, do not do it perfectly, but help me shift my heart. And what really helps that is like, okay. I'm turning this off and I'm turning on some worship music. Even if I'm feeling like, whoa, it is really hard to jump from work mode and all the things and I just got a call from my kid's teacher on this and all the things to like, huh? You know, and so it that's so hard. I feel like it's actually for me so much easier in the mornings because it's like, oh, his Mercy's new in the morning. Nothing has hit the fan yet. But at 12 o'clock, at three o'clock, at six o'clock, that feels much harder because you are in it. You're Mm. in it. So I feel like for me, just turning on worship music and just, yeah, just turning my eyes to the Lord, that really helps that posture for me.
1: Mm. It must just be coincidence that that's like the first thing on my list too, Mary, (laughs) as mother and daughter. I wonder how that happened. But yeah, I, I think I've said before that when I was raising kids, there just wasn't a lot of resources or whatever, whatever. But I think moreover, for so many reasons, I kind of felt overwhelmed and desperate on a lot of those days. But I could turn on my little CD. And so, I mean, I desperately hung on to a lyric or two. And I would just hum it in my head, or I would speak it. And so I just feel like I know with the smallest of resources. Yeah. And I would say, as myself, maybe being higher on the scale of brokenness, hmm. I would say that if that's available for this one CD or two, maybe that I owned because thinking, oh, those are too expensive, I can't afford a CD obviously there's no Spotify, but the point (laughs) is, is that just listening to them, I just, I mean, it's like, wow, how's that possible? And, and that's because it's possible for the guy in a prison cell, the gal in a prison cell, because we aren't taken captive except in our minds mostly, right? So that we are free. We are free. And we need to be reminded continually that, the prison door is open,
0: yeah, and
1: we have access to all of who God is and His glory and His beauty and His kindness and His compassion. So, I won't preach, but I'll say that was my That's that good, would have Ma. been that that would have been my first one, like yours, Mary, for so many reasons. It's literally where I lived. I, the idea of sitting alone with a journaling book and for two hours before the kids got up, right? That was not we were not right. that family. That was right. not me at that time. I want to say this because I want to make sure I don't leave it out, but many of us in our community here, we have a broad spiritual community of people who go to different churches, but we've known each other, so we stay very close. There's an app. It's a free app. It's called Pause. Yes. Um, Imagine that, right? And so (laughs) as, as we are so into our thing, this thing came to our attention, oh, just a month or two ago and so lots of everybody jumped on it together. So it's a 30-day kind of thing, and then you can repeat it. You can yeah, do Yeah, I've just been repeating so it. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm yeah. definitely doing the same thing. Yeah, totally. So I would just invite you to go on the, what is that store? The app store, and <laughs> yes. that's it. Yes. Yeah, and just go on there and get it. Pause, and yeah, you won't miss it, and I would say that that would probably right now, at this point in my life, I have a lot of a lot of ideas but that's the freshest and newest thing that I would invite you into and it's a two time a day you can set your times and you can set an alarm or you just go in whenever you want to and then the next day it's in modules where they have sort of a subject for five days a subject for the next five the next five the next five until you've hit 30 days and I would say that interestingly enough the topics that That this author, he's the author of Wild at Heart and a new book now called Resilience. I recommend his book as well as his app. And it's talking about everything we're talking about going forevermore in our podcast. So we think it's a great tool to sort of arm yourselves with right off the bat. And so anyway, I think that's that's a absolutely positively great thing. And you can do anytime, anytime you want.
0: Yeah, I started doing that and my daughter will come down my youngest in the mornings when i'm trying to do that in in the morning time and she'll listen because it's so peaceful it is like walking everybody gets
1: hooked yeah yeah she's
0: like oh this is so
1: nice and
0: and it's so (laughs) relaxing and peaceful so yeah just it is it is so good and i think there, there are probably so many things like that, but this is just one that we're using right now. And again, whatever stops that cycle throughout the day yeah. and you're able to turn your eyes to the Lord. And if that looks like you have the capacity and you have the ability in this season to spend 30 minutes journaling, then then do that. Or maybe you have that ability at the evenings, whatever it is, whatever that looks like in your morning routine, your evening routine of just turning your eyes to the Lord and being intentional. Because again, we could give you this app, we can tell you these things and it can just become a formulaic like ritual, right? Yeah. Of like, okay, I listened to the app. Awesome. Check that off. And I think a good example would be like, I'm, I'm definitely, and when my mom is too, we're much more type A, Da, da 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 just always going. I know mom in your later years, you're a little more chill. You're chilling yes, out a yes. bit. I'm sure my family looks forward to when that happens to me. They're like, <laughs> chill out, just tone it down. So we're just going, going, going. And so my husband's like, hey, let's hang out or do lunch. And I'm like, okay, yeah, okay. And I well, can
1: fit you into my schedule. Right?
0: Yes, yes. <laughs> and so we'll, we'll even be eating lunch. And I'm like, okay, I'm doing it. I'm eating lunch. He asked me to do it. And he's just looks at me and I can tell he's super irritated. And I'm like, what's up? I ate lunch with you. I'm having lunch with you. This is what you wanted. He's like, you're not here, you know? Yes. And he's like, you're not here at all. You're just thinking about work, doing other stuff, just spouting off all of your things that you're thinking about or worried about. And I'm like, but I'm having lunch with you. And he's like, okay, well, I don't even want to have lunch with you if you're going to do this. (laughs) Anyway, so I think we can all relate to that of no matter what it is, a kid or a spouse or anybody that were just like, I'm here, I'm doing it. I'm checking the box, but we're not really there. We're not really connecting. And again, no shame. If you're just, I'm trying to connect, then just start there. Sometimes, so many times, I'll just be so in it with whatever. And I'm like, okay, Lord, I want to turn my eyes to you right now. But Lord, you know, my heart, you know, I'm in a million different places, help me to lay down my distractions. And the pause app really does help with that. Worship music helps with that just kind of realigning that obviously the word journaling all those things. And we'll talk about some of those things. But yeah, I feel like the pause app is such a such a great resource for that.
1: Yes. Yes. And amen. Hey, I'm going to throw out just a tiny little thing. I know. I know we're coming to an end here. Yeah. But I just wanted to say, I I think just one little tiny thing. This is just just a tiny thing. But (laughs) is it a tiny thing? Is it a tiny thing? It's so tiny because I said it several times. Right. Yes. Yes. (laughs) how tiny is it? So I was just going to say, besides turning off your phone like the ringers and the buzzers and all the sounds you get. I would say, again, that's not super intentional, it's just to leave those on all the time, maybe just yes. turn it off, you know? And
0: that's a good strategy, yeah. Or and and,
1: and another idea. thing is, of course, the thing I see people do is if the phone rings, they, they feel this compulsion to answer it for various reasons. And right. one thing, I was reading some things about tech and, and I thought this was a great idea. To just literally take a breath. Like you won't answer it until you've had a one full breath to breathe in mm. and breathe out. And yeah. let your heart just, something about today when the phone rings, is just kind of yes. you're thinking, well, I do. I feel like, well, if you're calling me and you don't have an appointment, you shouldn't be calling me. That's terrible. I know. Yes. Well, I think more
0: text messages even yes. more so now. So the now. text message, yeah. I was going to yeah. say. Like when it and, goes off, you feel yes. like you have to check
1: it. Just with those text messages, literally just glance at the clock or look up and not at your phone to see who right. it was. but literally just let it be three minutes. just yeah. wait And it, I mean you can become so mindful like somebody's saying them some, something to you. God help me to respond to this and wisdom. yeah or maybe it just becomes every text you get, you pause for one minute if that's right. If you get so many texts, Because you're just going to take that one minute to just think about God and reflect on what he said today. Those are like, they're just like little alarms that you can build into your day to just say that one lyric back to God. Oh, that's that's a good idea. That one Bible verse. So think of the minutes that you might accumulate just pausing one minute before you read Mm -hmm. your text. So again, pausing, pausing, pausing. I'm going to read one quote about beauty. I have so many, but here's one that I really liked. It is not sufficient to see and to know the beauty of a work. We must feel and be affected by it. It doesn't matter how beautiful God is. If we're not engaging, if we're not eating and drinking and we're not being affected by it, it's just a statue out here. Yes. Right? So this idea of beauty, the beauty of God is something that wants to flow through us and be in us and captivate our hearts okay so, can you say that one more time just one more time it is not sufficient to see and to know the beauty of a work it's not enough is what yeah. it's saying it's not sufficient to see and to know the beauty of a work we must feel and be affected by it
0: yes that is so, so good that it is, is a so good, good one yes.
1: yes yes i'm done it's your turn nice.
0: <laughs> you said all there is to say Yes. Nah, no, I know. That's terrible. That's no, never, I'm true. Saying, that is yes. never true. That uh. is never true. I think I think that was so good. I feel like anybody listening really is at least able to give some definition to what we were trying to convey with the beauty of pausing and hopefully has some strategy with going forward. But really, it's just connecting with the Lord, just taking that time throughout yes. the day and whatever that looks like. And um, yeah, we'll provide some resources below. But whatever you can do to make that happen will be will be worth it will be life-giving for you and for your family it really will be so thank you again so 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 much for listening and we will see you next week bye bye thank you so much again for tuning in to the more than enough podcast we are still busy behind the scenes setting up our website but for now if you would like to stay up to date or follow along you can follow us on instagram at Ames girls that's a-m-e-s-g-i-r-l-s We know that because we're a newer podcast, one of the best ways for people to find us is through reviews. So if you would take just a few minutes and write us a review on Apple Podcasts, we would be so grateful. Thank you so much again for joining us and we look forward to chatting up again with you next week. Have a lovely week.